This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, April 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. China talks resume amid hope for a deal. Trump doubles down on border threat. And EPA chief promises final WOTUS. U.S. and China talks are seen headed into the end game. Both the U.S. and China have momentum on their side to get an agreement this month as negotiators resume talks today in Washington. That's the assessment of Myron Brilliant, executive vice president of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. I think we're going to get a deal, he said. The stakes are too high. But he also stressed the U.S. and China are still at odds over core aspects of a deal that farmers are counting on to end the trade war. Chinese retaliatory tariffs that are hurting U.S. exports. A comprehensive agreement may not be produced this week, but significant progress on two major sticking points is generally expected. Tariffs and an enforcement mechanism to ensure the Chinese live up to the promises in the pact. China's been clear that they want all of the tariffs gone, Brilliant said. The U.S. has been clear that they want to keep some tariffs in place for leverage. Now keep in mind, China has been buying soybeans during the trade war despite a 25% tariff as a show of good faith during negotiations. China's now forecast to import 91.5 million metric tons of soybeans for the 1920 marketing year, up from 88 million in 1819. That according to a new estimate from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Trump to decide in a few days on closing Mexico border. Larry Kudlow, director of President Trump's National Economic Council, says the administration is looking at ways to keep trucks moving across the U.S.-Mexico border in case the president carries through with his threat to otherwise close down the border. Allowing trucks to continue moving would ameliorate the breakdown in supply chains, Kudlow said. Trump doubled down Tuesday on his threat to close the Mexican border, said he'll make a final decision in a few days. A complete shutdown could have massive ramifications for the U.S. ag sector that ships billions of dollars of dairy, pork, beef, and grains to Mexico, one of the largest foreign markets. But Trump said that is a secondary consideration. The money quote, trade is very important. The borders are very important. But security is the most important. We're going to have security in this country, in the words of the president. U.S. trade dispute hits pork at the worst time. For U.S. pork producers, the timing could not be worse for U.S. trade aggression against China and Mexico. Mark Merrick, an Iowa producer representing the National Pork Producers Council, told lawmakers yesterday at a hearing on how the Trump administration's trade policy is affecting farmers. Merrick said U.S. pork has been in expansion mode, predicated on past profitability and because it expected exports to continue growing, with production projected to grow by over 4% in 2019. He said those export prospects also were what prompted construction of five new pork packing plants across rural America. In fact, U.S. pork producers marketed nearly 124 million hogs in 2018, up from 120.5 million in 2017. Unfortunately, restricted market access from ongoing trade disputes is making it increasingly difficult for U.S. pork producers to respond to uncertain export conditions. Merrick and others testifying said they were counting on the U.S. to ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement 
lift tariffs on Mexico and Canada, forge a deal with China to end the ongoing trade war, and produce a free trade agreement with Japan. For an in-depth look at the issue of steel and aluminum tariffs and how that could affect agriculture, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Wheeler, WOTUST finalized by the end of 2019. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler told House Appropriators yesterday that the agency was working towards issuing the final Waters of the U.S. rule by the end of the year. Keep in mind, the new definition is almost certain to be challenged in court. The proposed rule would narrow the scope of streams and wetlands regulated by the Clean Water Act. By the way, Democrats used the hearing of the House Interior Environment Appropriations Subcommittee to question the deep cuts proposed for his agency's fiscal 2020 budget. Wheeler defended the proposed 30% reduction by repeating an explanation first offered by former EPA Chief Scott Pruitt that EPA is getting back to its core mission of ensuring clean air and water. But House Appropriations Chairwoman Nita Lowy of New York asked, how do you realistically intend to address the very real water quality problems facing our nation without funding them? Democrats put heat on Purdue over SNAP rule. Ahead of the hearing today, more than 100 House Democrats signed a letter appealing to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue to withdraw a proposed rule that would make it harder for states to get waivers from work requirements for food stamp recipients. The lawmakers charged that the rule would introduce political interference into state-level administration of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program while harming more than a million SNAP recipients. Expect a similar message from Democrats at today's hearing before the House Agriculture Subcommittee on Nutrition. The subcommittee's top Republican, South Dakota freshman Dusty Johnson, will be making the case that allowing able-bodied adults to stay on SNAP indefinitely without working is doing them a disservice. How are we going to help over 3 million individuals accomplish their version of success by continuously putting them in a box and labeling them as helpless and useless? He'll ask that in his opening statement today. Acute hunger eases slightly in 2018. Some 113 million people in 53 countries experienced high levels of food insecurity in 2018. That was a slight improvement from 2017 when 124 million people were in that category, according to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. But the number of people facing acute hunger has remained well over 100 million over three years in a row, and the number of countries involved has grown, according to the FAO. Nearly two-thirds of people facing food crisis in 2018 lived in just eight countries. Afghanistan, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Ethiopia, Nigeria, South Sudan, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen. Keep in mind, some 13 countries, including North Korea and Venezuela, were left out of the numbers because there isn't enough data. Here's today's He Said It. I do find it interesting that when the president finds out more about his budget, how it changes as we go along. That represented Mike Simpson, a Republican of Idaho, to EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. Simpson was referring to a proposal in the president's fiscal 2020 budget to cut the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative by 90%. When President Trump appeared at a Michigan rally last week, 
He reversed course and pledged to fully fund the initiative. Trump also has disavowed a proposal to cut funding for the Special Olympics, according to Simpson. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, April 3rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.